everyone. This is episode 581 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, January 25th, 2019. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I don't have anything to talk about. I've played nothing that I can think of since the last episode, nothing that I can talk about, and even that I played so little of. Um, still haven't played Ace Combat 7. Haven't played Resident Evil 2, of course, because I'm waiting to go through the first two games. And I'm thinking about playing your nice um Beyond Your Eyes. I think that's what it's called. A game where you're blind, I believe. A short little indie game for Attack the Backlog. But I haven't gotten around to that yet. We'll probably stream that when I do it. And yeah, I just haven't played anything. I've been working pretty much the whole time. So I've watched some stuff or half watched things while working. But haven't really played anything. I guess the only real gaming thing I have to talk about on today's episode, which will definitely be a short one, is that now Retro Studios is apparently making Metroid Prime 4, which means... Metroid Prime 4 is starting over from scratch, maybe? This kind of makes sense, given that we've seen nothing of Metroid Prime 4 since the announcement was made, what, early in or, or 2017? I don't know if it's early or not, but I think it was 2017, or it was early 2018. I don't know, but we've heard nothing, seen nothing of it until now when we've heard that Retro is now making it. Which means that whatever Retro was working on this whole time should be wrapping up. Because uh, I, would, I would like to think whatever Retro has been doing all these years isn't just being thrown in the trash. So that they can pick up where they left off and, and make another Metroid game. Uh, game. Uh, who knows? I don't know. I don't really care all that much. I really liked Metroid Prime. I never played another one. I bought my GameCube for the for Metroid Prime. Um, one of the few games that was definitely a system seller for me. I remember seeing that game and just being in awe of it from a visual standpoint. And thinking of the other Metroid games I played and how it became this was just like, what what is going on? It was It was insane. It was wild as all get out. It was... Similar to the jump between Grand Theft Auto 2 and Grand Theft Auto 3, where it was like, okay, I've been used to this, but now you're giving me this that feels so much bigger. Um, it, was, it was a really special moment, and it, and it really helped that that game was fantastic. Metro Prime is great. I would love to play through it again if they released the trilogy. Maybe that's what Retro was working on. They were remastering the trilogy though that shouldn't have taken all this time so i don't think that's what they were doing maybe they're working on a 2d metroid and they just want to surprise everyone who the hell knows maybe the star fox thing is real and that's going to be coming out this year and we just haven't seen anything of it because whatever i don't know this makes me think metroid prime 4 will be to the switch what Breath of the Wild was to the Wii U, which is a game that comes out 
right at the end of its life and is both on the Switch and whatever the Switch 2 is. Um, so yeah, who knows? Who really knows? Or maybe they'll make it really quick because it'll just be Metroid Prime 1 but redone a little bit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it gaming-wise. I did boot up Hitman 2 just to see what the new event was. I guess they're going to be doing these all the time now in addition to Elusive Targets, which just started. The, the newest one is having these like holiday events, which aren't really around a holiday, but just like events that are time-based. And unlike the Elusive Target, you can play them multiple times and get other rewards. The big one for this is an ice pick, and you're trying to... I forget what this person has done, but you're trying to kill them, and all the challenges involve killing them in different weird ways with like a small icicle, or a big icicle, or to drown them, or do all these things. So I like those. I like them more than the elusive targets, because I've said this before about the elusive targets. While I really like them, I hate that you can only play them once. I'd be fine if you could only play them once for leaderboards and that kind of crap but the fact that you can't even return to them without you know wanting or having any desire to get a high score for the leaderboard just to play through that area and that level that was you know not not designed for this new target but things will be different from the the stuff that you remember from the the base game uh, just like with these events, they change things up thematically and, and setting-wise, um, you know, and uh, pathing and things like that. I, I like that. I appreciate that, and I wish I could appreciate it more, specifically with the elusive targets. You get Sean Bean to be the first elusive target. I only get to see Sean Bean uh, once. Then I can never mess around with him anymore. You know, I did the the mission, did it well and all that i would like to go into it again and just kind of dick around and follow sean being around and see what he's up to and, and crap like that but you can only do that if you want to sit there in that one session and just spend like three hours constantly restarting the mission which i don't want to do i don't know who would want to do so that's where the elusive targets bother me and the events are, are things that i really really like the only problem I have with the events is that, unlike the elusive targets, I don't see anywhere in-game where they tell you how long the event's going to last, which really sucks. The elusive targets, they tell you, you know, you have eight days left or whatever. Uh, but with the events, they're just up in the, the top right of the, the, the main menu, and uh, that's it. When you go in, they'll give you like a little cutscene telling you about all the stuff. You can see the challenges and all that crap prepare and all that jazz but nowhere unless i'm mistaken does it show you how long the event lasts for which again sucks but uh i still love hitman uh i did have an issue a few days ago when i was trying to check out the event and what was going on where it wouldn't connect to the servers which is the one thing that really sucks about hitman uh, both of the, the new Hitman games, Hitman and, and Hitman 2, which is that if you can't connect to the servers, it doesn't work. 
It's not like you can play offline and just play the, the things and you won't get scores or whatever that go to leaderboards or this crap or, or get XP for playing through it because that's tied to your account and crap like that. It just doesn't work at all. None of it works. You can't do the sniper challenge. You can't do anything. Nothing in the game works unless you can connect, which is really annoying. I would love it if there was some way to have offline play. I, I wouldn't care if I can play it offline and I'm just not getting XP. That would suck, yes. But what sucks way more than not getting XP is not being able to play the game, period. So I don't like that. That bothers me. Um, but what you going to do? Uh, yeah. That, that's it. And by it, I mean there was nothing there. I played nothing, and I almost talked about it for 10 minutes about how I played nothing. So in terms of what I've watched... I've watched a handful of movies, some that are in my collection that I I was looking at and thinking, do I really want this? And the answer for a lot of them is no. So I watched, and when I say I watched, I mean I watched part of them and turned them off at a point where I'm like, okay, I already know that this is this is going in the garbage. And by garbage, I mean it's going on eBay to be sold. Uh, pitch Black. You know, I watched Chronicles of Riddick maybe last year to see if I liked that enough to keep it. I was like, nope, do not like this enough. I know I don't like Riddick, the third one, but I don't own that one anyway. But I thought I still liked Pitch Black. I was like, oh, this is this is the good one, right? It's not good. Pitch Black is garbage with some interesting things and an interesting world and, and lore. But... The movie itself is bad. It is maybe one of the few occasions, maybe the only, I don't know, where the game that came out that wasn't exactly a tie-in, because it was its own story, it wasn't a movie game per se, but based on this movie world that was created. The game is so much better. I mean, the game is Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, Escape from Butcher Bay is one of my favorite games from that generation and one of my favorite games of all time, probably. I, I think it'd probably be in my top 50. Uh, I, I love that game. I love that. I mean, uh, the Starbreeze, I believe, right? Uh, who also made another great game that I would say is probably better than the source material though I think the source material is better than Pitch Black which was The Darkness I love The Darkness uh, that moment on the couch was yeah, it's one of the most memorable moments for me in all of gaming um, other licensed games I mean this would not hold true for most people but for me Knights of the Old Republic is by far the best Star Wars anything um so yeah, but I can't think of many uh, times where the game is better than the source material. X-Men Origins, Wolverine, that wouldn't be hard to be better than the source material, though. So I don't know what that says about anything um, other than those. This is kind of a fun thing to think about. Games that are based on movies-ish. Because, like, yeah, Escape from Butcher Bay isn't based on the movie. It's a its own tale, like, you know, a prequel or whatever. 
but I still think it's close enough that it can be included in this conversation, whereas something like the Arkham games are not. They're just, okay, these are some Batman games. They're tied to nothing. They're their own thing. That's fine. I like the Marvel Spider-Man. Sure, it's Spider-Man, but it's not related to any of the Spider-Man things out there. Um, exactly. Uh, what other... I'm trying to think of other movie movies that got games that I would... That I remember, at least. I mean, uh, also, Star uh, Knights of the Old Republic doesn't count either in that regard. Uh, going off of that. Do-do-do... I don't know. I don't know. Tell me, what are some things based on movies that are actually better than the movies that you can think of? Or I guess if you want just things based on licenses, like uh, the Alien vs. Predator game I know is really beloved, which was a PC game and maybe ported to some of the consoles. I don't know if that one was. Uh, the further original one, because I think there was another Alien vs. Predator that was on 360 that was okay. Um, but yeah. So anyway, long story short, Pitch Black is bad. Uh, other than that, I watched Terminator 3 again to see if I still liked it. And yes, I still like that a lot. I think it is a great Terminator uh, movie. And it's a nice end point for the trilogy ignoring everything that's come since i think that i think terminator 3 has a lot of fun moments uh, some good callbacks and silliness in it and some really great action even though the cgi doesn't hold up that well it's not terrible but it it's from an era where cgi wasn't yet uh super convincing but i still think the story of it and all that was really good, and I enjoy that movie quite a bit. I watched The Old Man and the Gun, which is Robert Redford's last movie, which was okay. It's not the best movie to end one's career with, not the worst, but it is probably the slowest 90-minute movie I've ever seen. It is so freaking slow. And felt like it was twice as long. And I was just pretty bored the whole time. I finished it because I just wanted, you know, it's his last movie. I could give him at least that. Uh, Casey Affleck is also in it. So if you're someone who doesn't want to watch anything with him, then don't even bother. I know there are people out there are like, uh, that's not a problem for me um i will watch movies if he's in them if they look appealing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna not watch something based on one person's involvement when there are so many other people involved you know if if casey affleck wrote a book probably wouldn't read the book i'm probably i mean what he'd write about i probably wouldn't care about either but so many people are involved in the making of a movie or, you know, if you look at games or whatever, somebody's shitty on uh, as part of a studio. Like like the whole Rockstar thing and then the way they dealt with things. Are you going to not play the game because of that? And then what about everyone else who put work in there despite the working conditions being shitty? They still worked hard on it. Are you going to just not buy it? And therefore, you know, if everyone did not buy Red Dead Redemption 2, 
and then all those people who work their ass off for it, you know, whether forcefully or not, uh, mandatory or not, now they're all fired in this hypothetical future because everyone didn't buy that and stopped paying for Grand Theft Auto Five shit. Um, but yeah, the the only parts of the old man and the gun I enjoyed were some of the ones with between Robert Redford and Sissy Spacek and the one scene where he and Casey Affleck, who's playing the cop after him, meet up uh, for a very short period and have a little conversation. That's always fun. Like in Heat, it's nowhere near as intense or as meaty as that meeting in Heat, but it's still a good moment. Um, what else did I watch? Not that it's all that exciting or interesting. Watch a bunch of stuff. And a lot of it's going in the garbage. Rewatch The Crow. Wasn't a fan of The Crow. I watched The Crow and I thought, this is not good. It's got some nice shots, sure. But it is a bad movie. Um, and then I guess I'll end with a few movies that I just looked at the two versions of them to see which ones I preferred. The black and white or the colored versions. Uh, and the three movies I looked at were Mad Max, uh, Fury Road, Logan, and The Mist. The Mist by far is better in black and white. Uh, color adds nothing to that. So there's really no reason to watch that in color, I'd say. Because black and white uh, really amplifies the atmosphere and the, and the mood and all that. And with Logan, I went back and forth a bunch and I, I concluded that I think Logan is better in black and white. You miss out on some things that are in the color version, uh, like with uh, sunsets and stuff like that. There are some nice color, uh, there's some nice color sprinkled in Logan, but the mood and the feel of Logan feels so much. It just feels more powerful when watching black and white uh, it really adds to that um and looking at it and and parts that seem like they might be really dark uh are, are fine uh in terms of visibility in the black and white version so that they they did more than just like turn on a filter for Logan and then Mad Max Fury Road is by far better in color. I think I think the the black and white, the chrome black and chrome edition or whatever the hell they call it is neat I guess, but I would never ever ever want to watch that in black and white. I wasn't expecting to want to, but I definitely know for sure I have no interest in ever watching that in black and white because the, there's so much color in Mad Max in Fury Road, and there's such a wide range of it, depending on the scene and where they are and what's going on weather-wise or, or whatnot, that watching it in black and white makes the movie feel lifeless, whereas with color, it's just overflowing with life and energy and all that, and, and black and white just kills all of that. Um, so yeah, I think that's something to watch only as like a, huh, I would I I don't even think I'd 
recommend watching the whole movie that way. Just, you know, maybe skip around and watch a few scenes to see what it looks like. But if you want to actually watch the movie, just watch it in color. But uh, that that's pretty much it for this here episode. I also watched another episode of Rick and Morty. And I'm curious about the show because I'm not a huge fan of referential humor. I'm very I'm in a weird place when it comes to referential humor in that I can enjoy it when I'm getting the references, of course, and I usually do get the references, but I also have an issue with it because if one doesn't get the references, how enjoyable could it be? I watched the second episode where it's all about Inception and they make fun of Inception uh, both in terms of the, the way the episode is playing out and everything, but at times just making fun of Inception literally, talking about how it's stupid and it makes no sense, which I love because Inception is stupid and makes no sense, and it's very uh, convoluted, and it's full of so much... uh, What is the word I'm looking for? Con... Bagglesworth. (laughs) I'm trying to think of the word... And I'm using Austin Powers to remind me of it. Um, the name of the guy who just... What the fuck? I'm, I'm losing my mind. I can't think of this word and it's really bothering me. The word for just spouting off a bunch of information to the audience, the reader, or whatever. Bagel's conception. I feel like it sounds something like Inception. Introspection. <laughs> That's not it. Um intervention that's not it that's definitely not it intervention in suspension of disbelief i need to find out what this fucking word is because it's driving me nuts and because i don't want to i don't want to search the word i'm just searching austin powers i don't want to look though i don't want to look i'm not looking bagels if the guy's name's not bagels either but uh, what is it? So Austin Powers, and who are who are the other characters in the movie, the first movie? Boggles, boggle my mind with a game of Scrabble. Fuck it, I don't care. Contraception. It's not contraception. I don't want to say contraception. Exposition. Motherfucker. I hate everything. But yeah, Inception is just full of exposition, and it's the worst. Uh, yeah. I just I just ran right into a wall because of that stupid word. Anywho, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kuznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, everywhere, pretty much at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage and check out both of them over there. And if you'd like to check out my art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check all of that out over there. If you see something you like, Click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away. I really felt like rushing through that apparently. Oh boy, this is this is an episode. That's all I'll say. This is an episode. And as always, 
Thank you for watching or listening. If you've watched and listened through this entire episode, because Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, seek medical help because there's something wrong with you. There's no way you could have enjoyed this episode because it was a, it was a pile of poo poo, a big pile of poo poo. Get your get your doggy bag out and clean it up because I just pooped all over your floor or the floor of your ear drums. I'm, I pooped in your ears. You have headphones in. You better get some uh, some Q-tips. And when you put them in your ear and you pull them out, they're gonna be brown as shit because, well, you just cleaned some shit out of your ear. That's why they're brown as shit because they're literally shit on them uh but yeah i hope you enjoy this for better or for worse now we're married because i said so anywho that is it again thank you for watching and listening i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day and a wonderful weekend where Unless you're in my neck of the woods or some other part of the country that probably is dealing with this. Well, of course, they're dealing with this too. But hopefully, you're somewhere where the weather isn't too terrible. It's not too cold. It's not too rainy or snowy or anything. It's just nice and pleasant. Not too hot. I don't know anywhere that it's really hot now. There's probably somewhere, whatever. I mean, in the States. I'm thinking of that because I'm a dumb American who thinks of nowhere but the States. Uh... No, but, uh, yeah. I hope the weather by you is nicer than it is here. It's pretty chilly. And when that wind blows, oh, no. I don't want to go outside. Oh, okay. That, that's really it. Bye.